Hello, welcome to this episode of J Chats. This episode's with Bridie Squires. She is an amazingly talented poet and one half of the leader of the poetry collective and part of Gobs. I randomly met Bridie at the first ever comedy gig that I did and I just haven't left her alone since then, to be honest with you. She's an all-round, general, incredible human and great person. And I think you're going to love this episode. So I won't ramble on too much longer. Enjoy. Okay, I have two, have two truths in a lie. One of them is a bit weak, but it's fine. I probably, I probably won't be able to figure it out anyway, but go for it. <laughs> okay, so I just pick one at random. Just do tell me all three, then I'll ask you a couple of questions to see if I can figure out what's what. Okay. And we'll just take it from there. Okay, cool. Um, so, um, one of the only times I've been to hospital was when I burned my eyeball with a pair of curling tongs. Brilliant. Um, another one is I have never been outside of Europe. And the last one is my favourite film is The Mask. And the mask is in Jim Carrey. Yeah. Okay. How on earth did you manage? Well, I suppose. Now, how did you manage to burn your eye with a curling tongue, iron, whatever it's called? Um, I was getting. I was practicing to um for the prom, like right. to curl my hair. Normally, I would like straighten my hair every day. Yeah. Um, and yeah, I was about 15 or something, and I was curling my hair for practice, and I was doing the front bit of my hair. And okay. I was, as I was um, wrapping the piece of hair around the curling tongue, I just caught my eyeball, oh. and um, <laughs> all I could see out of that eyeball was just pure white. I, I thought I'd blinded myself there and then. So um, I like ran over to the sink with my mum on the phone and I was like, pour, like getting as much cold water into my eyeball as I possibly could. And my mum's just there on the phone like, oh, she was so lucky that she was in the area. She just came and whizzed me over to the mm. hospital. But I, I can't tell you how much pain. I was going to say, I bet that went <laughs> Yeah, it was, it was horrible. Well, when I got to the hospital they put some drops in my eye that just numbed it straight away and I was like right, okay. beautiful people <laughs> um, and then they were like oh it's okay it's not burnt it too much um but uh, so they sent me home with these eye drops which were hilarious because the eye drops made one pupil go really small massive, yeah, and yeah the other one was massive so I just had like <laughs> the massive cod eye you've ever seen it was amazing and um yeah the but the drops, the, the numbing drops, I don't know why they didn't give me any of those because it just wore off. And I remember that evening just, oh, just lying there on the sofa like I can't remember being in this amount of pain ever. But I got to miss my physics exam, which I thought I was going to fail. So they gave That's me a predicted grade, which was great. Did you have to go to the prom with an eye patch? No, because it had healed by then. Oh. It, was quite, uh, it was quite early on. I kind of wanted you to have to go to the prom with an eye patch. That would have been brilliant. <laughs> well, this this actually told me not to wear an eye patch because it 
um, you need the air to get to it to heal. Um, but oh. I was so embarrassed about my cod eye that I just wore <laughs> one anyway. And also, I thought it was kind of cool to wear an old <laughs> Brilliant. Brilliant. Um, never been outside of Europe. That surprises me. Any reason or just no interest? Well, there's lots of cool places within Europe. Um, mm. As I was growing up, my parents um, just took me to lots of places within Europe that were nice. Went to Spain a lot. Mm. Um, and I've done lots of cool things within Europe. So um, I went, I've been to Outlook Festival in Croatia a few times. Um, I like rallied up all my mates when we were uh, about 18, 19, just sort of fresh yeah. in college. And we got the coach mm. from Manchester to Croatia. It took us three days. Oh, they called it the Sunshine Bus. It was, yeah, it was, oh, it was great. It was so much fun. Um, I mean, the way there was, was amazing, like going through Switzerland and everything, but it was yeah. just the way back was just, just horrendous. Yeah. yeah, you just yeah. want to get home then, especially when you're all like hung over yeah. and stuff. Um, but... The mask, I love it, but favourite film, I don't know if that's a bit of a push. Really? Yeah, like I, lo- I love The Mask, but I'm surprised that it's your favourite film. It's got everything oh. that you need in a film, really. All right, sell, sell it to me then. Okay. There's just there's got classic lines in there. P A R T. Why? Because I gotta. It's just sick, man. Like I, I love Milo. Um, Cameron Diaz is amazing in it. Um, I, I just, I just think it's hilarious. It's it's just a classic, classic film. Um, oh. what's good about it? When the dog puts the mask on, come on. Classic <laughs> moment. <laughs> you know, yeah, I can hear that. I can hear that. Um, oh. like, I, I find this as well, but them films that you watch over and over again throughout your life, mm. and like when you watch The Mask, after watching it a good few times, you pick up loads of um, little, little lines that you didn't pick up on. When up, yeah, like the first few times. Yeah, yeah. Um, I just think it's hilarious, man. What are some of the You've managed to make this really difficult for me. And I, I can't, I cannot figure out which one is a lie. Um, uh, I am going to go for... Never been outside of Europe. Correct. Yes. Oh, yeah. I was, I, was, I was very close to picking the mask, but then I thought, no, because uh, I could feel the passion. Is is mask your favourite film? Yeah, I love the mask. Yeah. <laughs> I do. I like the um, I like the mask and um, Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, like I do like serious films, but really, I just get so much joy out of like the mask bill and ted i really like shrek yeah but yeah just just um classic lines in the mask look ma i'm roadkill (laughs) i think the world can be a little bit serious sometimes but uh, 
I mean, I I I tend to just just watch comedies. To be fair, and I think I might have to um, find the mask on some streaming site somewhere tonight. <laughs> Do it, because I really fancy watching it now. That now now you've mentioned it, I've been like, oh yeah, I have I haven't watched the mask for absolutely ages. I need to up my game. It's, what am I doing? It's absolutely. This is what I mean. Like when you, you you watch it on your kid, and you're like, yeah, that's funny. But watching it back, I just it makes me laugh so much. Like when he yeah. gets that massive bomb and he like swallows the bomb and then he burps. <laughs> He burps like a tiny little flame and he's like, that's a spicy meatball. <laughs> I think as well, just Jim Carrey, when he's in those like over-the-top roles, he just smashes them. Yeah, exactly. His facial expressions oh. are incredible. I feel like if you look at him now, he he you can tell he has done a lifetime of facial expressions. <laughs> he's like one tired-ass face. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's so true. That's brilliant. I'm surprised I got that right. I'm happy with myself. Um, <laughs> right. Um, should we just, we'll just get on with the rest of the questions then and see oh. kind of how, how it goes. Um, I was going to start off just quite broadly and just say, do you, do you consider yourself creative? Um, it's a funny one, really, because I remember I used to work at a call centre. Um, mm. I only... I was only there for about five months or something. But when I started working at this call centre, um, we all, we got, we did this training programme and they were trying to teach you that like people fall into one of four categories and um, one of them's like a calculator and the other one's like um, a sympathiser and the other okay. one a dominant person and the other one's like a more creative person and I just always naturally thought I was this like fell into like the creative category and that we were just between us in the training group talking about oh who do you think's what and everyone looked at me like you're a calculator (laughs) (laughs) why me no surely not but um yeah I think it's a really interesting question because I do a lot of creative things, but I think mm. my brain does act methodically. But mm. there's the two the two things marry quite together, quite, marry together quite well, in my opinion. I had a conversation with Jacob Sam Larose, um, who is a poet. Um, I can't remember that he's a university. University lecturer, um, okay. Uh, Goldsmiths, he's at Goldsmiths, I think. Okay, I, yeah. I need to double check that, but um, but he was he was one of the tutors of an Arvon residential retreat. So it's a that's amazing experience. You go, we did it with Maldi poets. So you go out into the countryside into a big um big old house that's you know done up really nice inside and you all take it take it in turns to make dinner every night and you um every day you have creative writing lessons and then you've got time in the afternoon to work on your stuff um and then you you know you have sharings at the end and it's uh, just generally a great experience but I was sat at the table with Jacob and we were talking about his friend who was a computer programmer who then put 
his computer programming career to one side to become a poet and yeah and everyone who he spoke to about it was like that's a really strange leap and Mm. Jacob's argument it was it will always stick with me because it's just you know you you typically think of these two things as quite polar opposite but actually in poetry um you can um you know, these more calculated methods of thinking about things actually allow you to be um, a lot more creative. You know, it's all about having confines in your work um, and yeah. pushes you, pushes your brain to um, far access things that you wouldn't have normally found. For example, working with form. Um, mm. Yeah, just pushing, pushing digging out the thoughts from the corners of your brain basically and mm. um, i'm now i'm going off on yeah. a massive tangent but <laughs> but yeah no it, no, it all just no, that's interesting like because that. like I think, I think it's a really yeah i just think it's a really interesting um question but i don't know I, like there are times that i feel more creative than others do you know what i mean mm. yeah 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 it's interesting you said that about um that jacob guy because when i tell people that i've started doing like poetry and spoken word they're like but you're a maths teacher mm. why are you why are you working with words for and i was like i'm i'm I was like, I'm allowed it's okay mate it's fine yeah. um but then i think i was talking to jenny and um she was telling me about how loads of it is linked to there's loads of maths that's linked to writing like poems and rhymes and and i've done maths lessons on songs and rhythm and stuff like that so it is it is interesting because it does kind of link up and I can see how it would. But then I can also see why someone would sit there and think, no, nah, I don't know what you're talking about. That's never going to work. Mm, yeah. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's, it's weird as well because like it's important to have those moments when you just put in pen to paper and you're not... Mm. Uh, you're not really thinking in that calculated way. You're just sort of just drawing things from your subconscious and just splattering the page, basically. But I think they could, like it's important to have that process. But for me, there needs to be some methodical thought and consideration that's yeah. into what uh, you know drawing from that to create something but sometimes mm. the free right is the free right and the free right yeah. you know exists in and of itself and that's it like it, mm. and I've had pieces like that where I've tried to edit them to be better and I'm just like at the end of the day I just fall back on it I'm like you know what doesn't work yeah the free right is the free right and that, yeah that thing that just came out of your gut and like that's that's it um but yeah uh Am I creative? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I have, yeah, I've put different hats on as well. I don't know about you, but like um, sometimes I'll be, you know, like a lot of, uh, I'm, I'm doing a lot of different projects and mm. um, working on a lot of different things. And sometimes it is um, demanded of me to be, have an administrative, administrative head on you know that's organizing things and I love organizing things like I I was saying to you before I just moved house yeah I'm just just driving my boyfriend crazy because I'm like categorizing (laughs) stuff like I love a good category (laughs) Uh, no do you know what it's it's interesting like what you said about the different projects as well because going switching from doing like 
poetry and comedy and then things starting to think about poetry done as like a performance piece opposed to just writing the words and reading the words out it's been dead weird for me to kind of get my head around it because they're all completely different they're not even almost similar in my head like I have to completely separate them when I'm doing each individual one so yeah I, I, yeah I get what you're saying earlier about the different um hats that you've got to put on and be creative in different ways and then plus like in a classroom I have to be creative in a way to get maths interesting to 11 year olds that don't care about it Mm. Um, which is again completely different to everything else many many hats and um, I I've never I haven't really studied um, comedy in depth but I have done like a couple of short courses and Mm. I did uh, I think there's a lot of similarities in um, comedy and poetry and that you, you know, there's a certain rhythm to all this stuff that mm. kind of, you know, when you hit the right notes, it does make a laugh or it does make a click or a clap. Or, um, and I, I, was, I was really fascinated when, it, when um, I did um, a short course and we were just talking about what is a joke and how is a joke made up. Um, mm. And there's often you know, one of the main things is that element of surprise. You know, you lead yeah, someone, yeah. you lead someone down one path to th- to be thinking one thing, and then you just hit them with something else. And that's a constant thing that comes up in poetry. Like it's yeah, the element of surprise or huh. the surprise or the turn. Um, yeah, in the middle of something, um, you you know, just flipping something around on its head. So just you know just being really conscious of your audience and playing with them and you know making them think one thing and what effect that and has taking it the other way yeah exactly yeah. exactly huh, i didn't think about that like that every time i talk to you about poetry you you set something off something else other ideas off in my head mm. like <laughs> i literally every single time i'm like oh that's a good idea oh <laughs> that could work with that oh that could work with that now's not the time now's not the time um, thanks man no it's good like even if it like it sets me off that just 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 sits there and then it might come up a, a little bit later but it is I know what you're saying it's um I felt really similar when I was putting my one woman show together I yeah. was really lucky to be able to be working with um Deborah Stevenson and Hannah Silver and Hugh who's um part of Gobs as well yeah um and like I say I was just so lucky to be I, I don't know if you've ever been in one of Hugh's workshops but he just bombed no, me with information man and I'm just sat there like try you know trying to soak it all up and I'm just mm. absolutely loving it but you want to be trying all these tools at the same yeah. time but it's just about having that discipline to try one thing at a time and yeah it, uh, and refine it and then go back to it and yeah exactly and it's like I'm a sucker for the rules like I I, I really I, I love to learn the rules like through and through so that I can break them so you know when you're trying <laughs> to make all of the uh but you, you know just executing the rules against your work you're trying to make your work adhere to all those rules at the same time, you can just really get tangled up in it and be like, I don't know what I'm doing. Like, it's really overwhelming. Um, that's, that, that's pretty much how I feel at every poetry thing we do. Because I, I still don't think I have a clue what's going on. But I remember when I when I came to like the first one, two gobs ones, I just wanted someone to give me a formula. 
this is how you do it. <laughs> this is how you this just roll with that. And I was like, oh, it doesn't work like that. Okay, that's fine. I can maybe get my head around this. Um, but yeah, <laughs> that, that I, no, I com- I'm completely with you. Like that is exactly how I feel. I'm just like, tell me how to do it, and I'll, and yeah. I'll, I'll just do it. Got, yeah, that's it, it. I think um, it's just about playing around with each tool in mm. you know isolating that tool yeah you know getting to know that tool and once you um are comfortable with it later down you know it might be like years down the line it will just pop into your head like oh mm. i'm gonna that tool would be perfect for this idea that i've got like let's play with that mm. um, and it might go through phases as well like i've recently Oh, I like blending the tools a little bit as well. Like I, I really like this idea of playing with um, a certain lexicon. So, you know, painting a poem blue or, um, you know, giving it the theme of water or the sea and getting all, the, all of the words that you possibly can think of to, to do with blue or water. Turns out not many natural things are <laughs> like it's, it's really tough. Um, but yeah, using um, using all of those words to describe something or, um, yeah. or stretching it out into a more surreal thing. So making the, making the metaphor for whatever it is you're talking about, uh, a bit like a lot more embedded into something. I'm trying. I, it's hard to think of an example. It's hard to explain it without giving an example. Yeah, yeah an example. No, but I, I know. I know what you're talking about. Kind of thing. Yeah. It just kind of gives you an gives you a different route to say what you're saying, doesn't it? And like a different yeah. way to show what you're trying to tell. If that makes sense. Yeah, exactly. And it's just, it's actually just really fun to play with as well. Mm. Like, I love having a list of words that I've got to use to talk about something. Cause yeah. the, when you, when you actually write a sentence down where something makes sense, it's like, for me, it's like solving a puzzle or something. Yeah. It's really satisfying thing to do. And yeah. coming up with something new, like, I, you know, I love coming up with something where I think like, oh, I don't think I've ever heard that before. Mm. I had this um I had this idea that I'm working on slowly at the minute where I wanted to write a poem that basically I was going to do it as like an acrostic but then I thought no nah, I'm not going to do that but down the middle of the poem if you like drew a line down the letters it said it would say like I grew up on Kano in the game and then in each line I wanted there to be song titles from each artist in it and I was like that sounds like a really cool idea then started doing it and realized how awkward it'd be but then like you said as soon as I've started managing to plug bits together and put it together so that it works you're like oh yeah this works yeah this is actually happening brilliant that sounds sick yeah that sounds super complicated (laughs) well that's just me I'll just take everything and be like how can I make this even more difficult then I should be, and then I'll just roll with it and then see what happens. <laughs> no. Um, I was gonna say, I think I think I was talking to Cleo one time about one of the Pro Tree retreats, and it's they sound super cool. Like they just sound really cool, really good. And I didn't even know there was a thing. And yeah, I'll be I'll be looking forward to maybe coming to one as soon as we're allowed to do things again. Yeah, but, I um I've constantly got an eye on the 
on their website to see when they're opening up again. I mean, it's it's one going to be one of them things that's probably yeah. uh, the last to open, really. Yeah, I don't know because it's the whole nature of it. You're kind of living in the same house. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's not even like a hotel where you you've got you, the zone spaces and stuff. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's just the very nature of it is very you. You know, you you're in close proximity as a, mm. a community and a family and yeah. Um. So yeah, eyes peeled. <laughs> um. I was gonna say, when did you start? poetry and why like what kind of got you into it in the first place if you even remember um I can't from when I was like really young I always remember saying that I wanted to be a writer Mm. actually the thing (laughs) that set me off is that I think it's like my grandma or my granddad like bought me a pen from the market and I was like oh yeah I want to be a writer (laughs) but um uh, yeah, I, was, I always really liked English. Uh, I'm, I'm actually, I'm a sucker for spelling as well, like, uh, like and grammar and stuff. I, I just find that's another thing I just find really satisfying. I worked at Left Lion Magazine. Um, mm. I worked there for like six or seven years or something. And yeah, the I always really enjoyed the proofreading process. It it's similar thing that we're talking about, you know, like it being a puzzle. You mm. know, I come across like a spelling error. I'm like, yes, I've got it. You know what I mean? Like, I get, I get a lot of satisfaction. I proofread it. I'm just a nerd, man. Like at heart, at heart I think I'm just a bit of a nerd. Um, but the the poetry thing, the earliest thing I can remember, I know that I've written in diaries and things before that. Mm. One thing that stuck out to me, I think, is probably the first sort of bunch of poetry. Um, was I had this little book. I've still got it knocking around somewhere, but I it's like it's only a tiny little notebook and I just used to use each page to um write little letters to people in my life to um tell them things that I okay. that, that I just didn't really dare tell them to their face. Out loud, yeah. Just yeah, like um just you know, frustrations um frustrations with them that I just you know they're not really things that you bring up in uh, conversation because I'm mm. I try to avoid confrontation wherever I can but I, mm. it became clear to me that I, it was the this was energy that was in my body that needed to go somewhere and, yeah and it wasn't you know it wasn't even judgmental stuff really either you know I'm not like I wasn't calling people blind it was more like this is this thing that you're doing is making me feel this way or yeah 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 um yeah and and you know flipping through that as it goes on it it it, that that little book it turns into a bit more like conceptual stuff there's some like repeated lines and it 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 does start to gather momentum of being um a bit more poetic so it came from somewhere that I'm not I, I think it was just a need to get something off away from yeah. um yeah is is a no I think I was gonna say since I've started writing as well it's one thing I've I've quite enjoyed is just because I've never really like kept a journal I hated English at school and I'm a dyslexic math teacher, so spelling and grammar is just something I just have never cared for, really. Mm. And I never thought I'd do anything like writing-wise. But then since I started, 
like sometimes I've I've written a bunch of stuff that's not even no one else is ever going to read. Like it's just for me, but it's been so good just writing it down. And I didn't realize the the power actually in getting something out of you and physically getting it on a page um, and how useful and how good that can be until I started doing it this year. Yeah, like I to- it's for, for me, it's totally um, a therapeutic thing. Mm. Um, you know, in, in recent years, I've really found the value in exercise like more than I have done in the past. Um, but for, for me, they're, they're kind of similar things. It's like you, you we, we carry all this energy in our body and sometimes mm. that energy needs to go somewhere. Yeah, need to be exerted, you know, whether that's mentally or physically, and like a combination of both, you've hit the jackpot. But I do feel yeah. that the there's there's definitely a place for things um, that you write down that don't go, they don't they don't need to go to the stage, you know. It's mm. it's it's nice to um, have a small group that you can share those things yeah. with. Um, and there's definitely spaces, uh, space, spaces on stage, you know, maybe with more intimate audiences or, you know, some people do take that stuff to the big stage as well. Um, yeah. Uh, and yeah, it's important to share those experiences with other people. But I think it's important that, as well that we just, that we acknowledge that not, that not everything needs to be shared as well. Yeah, yeah. It's like if you're ready and you're comfortable with it, then go for it. But until you are, there's no point in forcing it or pushing it, is there? Yeah, exactly. It's um, yeah, it's definitely a form form of therapy for me. Mm. No, it is. I think it. I think it is for a lot of people as well. Yeah. Um, I was gonna say. So, do you know your your creative process when you're writing poetry? Do you like decide? before you write something what you want to write or do you just kind of go I'm just going to write something see what happens or are you just kind of like wandering around or you're just sitting there you going oh and have an idea and then kind of dive into it I was just wondering like what your actual creative process is when it comes to writing recently there was another piece where I just had this idea I knew that I wanted to write about the fact that um, my grandma had just died and we found mm. out about that just before, uh, the day before was um, one of my best friend's funerals. And, it, you know, it was just, it was really traumatic this year. Yeah. And I was asked um, by a photographer called David Seven to contribute to a project of his called Songs of Solitude. and. Um, he has taken pictures throughout lockdown and he was asking musicians and poets to respond to his photos. So, and he gave a selection of photos and he said, pick one um, and you can respond to it. And I kind of knew that 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 subject was what I wanted to write about. Yeah. I took the picture um, that he had, that he gave uh, he he gave loads of he gave loads of pictures about uh, that he took in the meadows where you know really beautiful um pictures of nature and things and then i saw this picture of a mop and doing a figure eight on the floor and i was just yeah. like 
that's the one that I'm going for. <laughs> like I'm having the mop. Like yeah, like there's some really nice black and white like scenic photos here, but the mop. But now on the mop. I'm the having mop. the mop. Yeah, and yeah. I just remember sitting across from Cleo and being like, I'd, so I'd free written um, a little bit about it, but mm. the the poem really came when I was sat opposite Cleo and I said to her like look like Cleo I've got this idea for this poem like Harry and my grandma are like riding around in this soap bubble and they have like an argument because my grandma can't understand the fact that Harry's killed himself and 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 Cleo after the end of explaining this whole poem just you know verbalizing what the idea was from start yeah. to finish Cleo was like she said she was like oh I've got like goosebumps and and I was like okay this is giving me the energy that I need to like structure it so yeah you know that was a real combination of you know I I was plucking lots of different things out of the air and Mm. it was it was just stewing in me and eventually like I did write the poem um so yeah, and this is a very long-winded way of saying like there's that there's lots of different ways to access it really. Yeah. But some I like I just really like as well just picking a couple of random things to marry up and see what happens. <laughs> okay. Yeah, yeah. But I I know it's important to have the intention behind it, but I think it's, I like just playing around with it as mm. well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, cause I feel like if you tried to jump into the the poem about your best mate and your grandma too early, I don't feel like it. Cause I think you that that's the one you read when we met up, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I feel like if you might have jumped into that too quickly, it wouldn't have been what you wanted it to be because you would have been forcing it. Yeah, and it was. I but I did like um, I free wrote. I did. I did a free write for like five ten minutes and then just mm. left it and just left it and then and then I did another free write like you know a few days later and then I just left it and then you know I, I copied and pasted all of that stuff into one document and then I highlighted plucked out all of the lines that I really liked or the content yeah. or you know where or and then tried to rewrite um like a situation within that that I was trying to uh you know just rewrite it in a better way um a more clear way so but yeah that was that just felt like a really clear concept to me to to get um but then there's like when I've written like rap battles and stuff before like that's that's like a completely different way of approaching things as well like that is the most amount of fun I feel like you would really enjoy it as well because it's just comedy like it's just rhyming comedy like that yeah 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 like you, you know, you've got you got four lines. Your last line um, is your joke, is your punchline, mm. and then the the lines that are just your setup. Like that's yeah. what it is, and you know, there's so much room for wordplay and for themes, mm. and like there's just so much going on with it. And I just, um, it's a shame that like I don't know, rap battles for me just feel a little bit dead now. But I'll, um, I, I love the form. Like I want to quite like a little mess around with it again. I beat myself over the years. I beat myself up for saying like, "Oh, I'm going to do this," and then and then it never mm. happens. But I've come to realise that you just have to. These things will come when they come. Yeah. But I've I, I've always wanted to do like 
um, a rap battle between inanimate objects or I've got like two, <laughs> I've got a couple of puppets in my um, got toy box downstairs and one, I've got like a bird puppet and I've got like a snake puppet. Um, so like, you know, I could easily do, not easily, it would take some work, but <laughs> a puppet show, like a rap battle puppet show, like the possibilities are endless. That, that would be absolutely brilliant. I would I would watch that wherever you're doing it. That sounds that sounds absolutely brilliant. Yeah, I, yeah, it's just uh, you know when life is very um full of yeah. many things and uh, and I think I keep saying this to myself it's really important to maintain that uh that layer of um create holding a, creative projects for myself so carving out time to dedicate to my craft as well as yeah you know um building organizations and helping other people mm. out with their with their projects um yeah just gotta, gotta keep, on yourself as well, yeah, don't you? keep your eye on the prize like keep yeah going. so i'm just looking at the next couple few weeks and mm. Yeah, it, I'm really excited to be working with my friend Ashwin on this project for it's a hockey hustle project, and yeah. I've got to be, I've got a concept. So like, yeah, it's ha- it is happening, it's gonna happen. I don't know why there's that weird little little fear in my head of like, yeah. I don't want it to be shit. Do you know what I mean? But we mm. all have to get over that. Like, yeah, you have to just give these things a go. No, I know, I know exactly what you mean. But then, like you said, I've got so many, like same as you, like I've got so many projects that I'm trying to work on and complete. Um, it's just finding time, isn't it, to dedicate to each one, and also making sure you don't burn out as well. Yeah, hundred percent. Like it's it's really it's really important to a carve time to work on all your creative pursuits, but also making sure that you setting time aside to do nothing as well. Like, mm. Um. Yeah, lots of energies happen, but this is why that having the, these creative communities in Nottingham and beyond are so important. Because, like, yeah. you know, I think as creative people, like we've all got these doubts. Uh, you know, mm. if, if, even people that have been in the game for a long, long time, and we need to just mm. be encouraging each other to just try something. Like, even if, or or just getting different opinions from different people about how how things yeah. work like you know it's okay mm. for people to say that things are like might not sound like a good idea as well like yeah i mean do you want to tell the world and i and i say the world because i was having a look at um my podcast stats and apparently there's people in burma and australia and canada that are listening to this podcast and Spain and France and America. So it is literally the world. So do you want to tell the world about Gobs? Yeah. Um, so Gobs Collective. Um, yeah, obviously Jay, you're a part of it. Um, we started out in March. Uh, we launched like a group of um, it's 30 people. Um, to come on a journey with myself and Ione, co-producer, um, to take part in a load of creative workshops where we generate writing, work on performance, um, editing poems, um, 
And the idea was that we would do this series of creative workshops that would culminate in a live showcase um, for the public. Obviously, we went into lockdown two workshops in, so... (laughs) (laughs) Well, it was sick, though. Like, it was like we're doing it over Zoom anyway. Mm. And instead of doing a live performance showcase, we did a um, (laughs) poetry film showcase. And there were so many creative skills that... Uh, we all learned from that as well it just brought a whole new level like took it in a completely Mm. different direction but we just adapted and you know at the minute what I've been doing for the past couple of months is um just working really hard to um make sure that this all continues so getting getting more people to experience going through that program and also making sure that everyone that's been through the program has this maintained community space um, and, you know, for us to do more activities. So more performances, uh, more workshops. And, um, yeah, I, I won't say too much more about what's going on in the next year because we've still got some things to be confirmed. But I'm really excited. I'm, you know, I've had fingers crossed that we'll be able to do more stuff and we can do more stuff and just got a couple more tick boxes to tick and, mm. and then yeah next year is looking good man and then um for the over the next couple of months or over the next month basically this time next month to 22nd sunday the 22nd we're going to be having our live showcase so or the you know Woo-woo. yeah so we, there's uh, we've got about 15 people um, confirmed that are going to perform a piece um, in the showcase and we're going to have our headliner Deborah Stevenson who I can officially announce now as being our, um, our amazing headliner for the evening um, and Deborah Stevenson is the person who created Maori Poets Collective which is basically what Gobbs is based off what Gobbs is springboard springboarding off and have given a massive nod to um yeah i'm really excited i'm really really excited for what's to come um yeah i'm absolutely buzzing for it all as well to be fair and anyone that wants to find out more about gobs i'll link it all in the notes so you can just click on the link and it will just take you straight to there as well and um i i it, it definitely has the jay sandu seal of approval um, I was gonna say, was there anything else you wanted to plug? Um, is there anything else I want to plug? Interesting question. Um, just Nottingham Poetry Festival, Nottingham Poetry Festival, mm. um, Gob's showcase on Sunday, the twenty second of November, um, is gonna be taking place as part of Nottingham Poetry Festival, and everything's gonna be live streamed. Um, so yeah, just check out Nottingham Poetry Festival website for uh, other things to get involved with. There's workshops, there's performances. Um, we're going to be doing a little treasure hunt around Nottingham Poetry Treasure Hunt that's linked to a competition with some cool. really cool prizes. So yeah, yeah. And just if if anyone wants to get involved in Gobs, go to the Gobs website register an interest in our program and um, we're going to be launching uh, a new cohort in December 
Oh, sorry, in January, but we're going to mm. officially open in uh, no, in December for applications. So um, if people want to uh, register an interest, there's an email address on their info at gobscollective.org. That, uh, yeah, we'd love to hear from you. We'll get you added onto the list so you can get all of the information there in your inbox, ready to roll. Highly recommended as well. Get it done. Oh, apart from that, apart from that, I just want to say thank you very much. It's been great, and I'm aware that we've been talking for yeah, nearly an hour and a half. I didn't realise how long that was. Um, but yeah, thank you very much, and um, yeah, just thank you. That's been really good. I'll get that edited. Yeah, I've really enjoyed it. It's just, it's really nice to, you know, you sat staring at a computer screen day and also mm. like um on zoom calls and stuff but it's just really nice to be able to talk at length about bits and bobs and it's been yeah. interesting so thank you nice yeah thank you very much for coming on thank you very much for listening i will include all of the links for everything that we spoke about so you can get involved in the next round of gobs if you fancied it I would definitely recommend it. I didn't think I'd enjoy it before I started, but I've made loads of mates in there. Um, learned so much, and I'm absolutely loving it. Thank you very much for listening. Peace.